1: 7:36 a.m. You're listening to the Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokhtar with Wang Xiaoning and Philip C. Less than a year since the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, unease is brewing again in the realm of U.S. regional lenders. This time, centering around New York Community Bank.
2: Last week, NYCB revealed losses of 252 million U.S. dollars in the fourth quarter, with a half a billion dollar worth of provision for credit losses. This has ignited concerns over its exposure to the commercial real estate. State market that is ongoing a challenging period with rising interest rates.
0: As confidence is in short supply, its share price has fallen to its lowest level in decades, and ratings agency Moody downgraded its long and short term credit rating to junk status. So, in light of these developments, Janet Yellen has also recently voiced concerns about commercial real estate to Congress. So, really, how exposed are regional banks to this sector, and is it deja vu all over again?
1: For some insights on this issue, we have on the line with us Herman Chan, Senior Analyst with Bloomberg Intelligence. Herman, good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. It's been nearly a year since the collapse of three U.S. regional banks. How different is the situation with NYCB compared to the Silicon Valley bank crisis and what factors have led to the uh, situation that NYCB finds itself in now?
2: Sure. Thanks, and Thanks for having me. Good morning. Uh, it's There are some similarities, but there also are also some differences. Uh, I guess the big difference with respect to New York Community's issues relative to Silicon Valley Bank is that SVB was really originally focused on potential losses in the securities portfolio within that institution, whereas for New York Community Bank, there are a, – a, a number of concerns. One, you, you mentioned credit quality, but second is that when they crossed over the $100 billion US dollar asset mark, uh, it did usher in tougher regulatory requirements, and, and they seem to be having a tough time adjusting to that. So. There's a need for higher capital. There's a potential need for higher reserves on their commercial real estate portfolio, increasing liquidity. So uh, from that standpoint, there are some differences. But the similarities are really focused on their niche business. SVB was focused on the niche business of catering to startups and venture capital. Um, So it's very monoline focused, whereas New York community is very very much focused on the apartment lending arena in New York City. I guess everyone's minds are wondering whether this is an isolated situation, right? Is there a broader exposure regional banks have to commercial real estate loans? Yes, um, I would say that for, for retail banks, uh, it, commercial real estate is one of the biggest, uh, if not the biggest business for for many commercial banks in the United States, uh, but we should narrow the focus. Um, really, the the areas that are most potentially stressed are in office uh, commercial real estate, given the work from home phenomenon after the pandemic. So there there's a lot of uh, offices that aren't worth what they were three, four, five years ago. So in Given where interest rates are, there's higher refinancing costs, and and the value of those loans are uh, value of those properties aren't where they were before. So it is going to create some potential losses for the industry, but uh, to the to what extent is really going to be the question going forward.
0: Okay, but as you mentioned, these regional banks tend to be rather niche. So in mm-hmm. terms of what you're covering, which banks are then well positioned in this environment?
2: Yeah, it's going to be the banks that are more diverse in their business model, within their loan portfolio, that have relatively low, either low exposures to stressed areas like uh, office commercial real estate. Uh, I would say on average the the banks that I cover, the largest US regionals, only have about 2% of their loans. Uh, related to office commercial real estate. So it's going to be a fairly digestible issue. Um, and then banks like PNC, U.S. Bank, Truist are the largest regionals in the U.S. that have more diversified businesses, more fee income businesses that can help weather some of the issues that are occurring on the loan side.
0: I wonder whether the beneficiaries of this rather negative news are the big, bigger banks, the likes of your JP Morgan, mm-hmm. Bank of America, especially for depositors who read these headlines. Do you think that's going to be the case? So there'll be a shift to, to what these quality large names instead?
2: Yeah, I think that that has happened ever since the Silicon Valley episode of last year where a lot of, uh, larger corporations that may have had relationships with um, some regional banks may have shifted a lot of their deposits over to the largest U.S. banks, just because they're viewed as more safer. They have, for example, they have higher capital ratios, um, so they're viewed as uh, potentially too big to fail within the U.S. Uh, regulatory system. So it, it creates a sense of comfort, whereas. Uh, working with a regional bank there there could be some potential problems down the road as we saw with svb so there is a bit of a confidence issue and and for larger corporates it's more it, it, it makes them feel safer to work with a larger bank I would say that for retail customers, there is deposit insurance in the U.S. where anything below 250000 U.S. dollars is guaranteed and insured by the U.S. government. So there's less of a worry there for, for consumers.
1: Herman, what happens next to NYCB? Do you see them getting out of this current situation that they're in?
2: It remains to be seen. What is good, I would say, on the positive side, is that their deposits have been stable and actually increased uh, a quarter to date from the fourth quarter levels. They're up about 2%. The management had mentioned that yesterday, which is a stark contrast to uh, to what SVB uh, was was experiencing during their crisis, where they saw a lot of deposit outflows from their startups and venture capital, private equity uh, customers. So, uh, from that standpoint, it does give SVB a lot uh, some time, or I'm sorry, New York community some time to deal with their issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not to say that there won't be some deposit outflows. And really, uh, they need to show stability within those deposits in order to instill some more confidence through the markets over the uh, near to intermediate term. Um, and increasing provisions have been a common trend for lenders since the interest rate hikes. Are banks well reserved in relation mm-hmm. to their portfolio risk and how will it impact their earnings? Yeah, so that's that's a good question. I think uh, it's a a bit of an unknowable question at this point. We know that banks are being more cautious with their loan portfolio. They're adding reserves. Um, so for for some banks, they have as much as 10% uh, reserves against their office uh, commercial real estate loan. So in our view, that's pretty strong coverage that should help them weather the storm, Um, That being said, we're not sure what the severity and the frequency of potential losses is going to be um, over the next few years. And we'd expect more uh, reserve um, and and provisioning going forward as uh, we get through some of uh, 2024 and beyond, just because there's a lot of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, um, the banks that we cover outside of New York community have have said that um, asset quality is going to be fairly stable in 2024. And they have pretty good line of sight on the potential issues at this juncture. And any potential rate rate cuts that could happen by the Federal Reserve later this year would help uh, with the refinancing of these loans. So uh, that actually would be helpful for asset quality if we do see some rate cuts.
0: Herman, do you think that the regulators are going to change the way these regional banks are supervised and perhaps cons- uh, make some tweaks to the capital ratios required or provisioning? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so that is pretty top of mind, right, after the episodes of last year with – Silicon Valley Bank, First Republic, Signature, Off failing. and I think you could. See it, it's been reported by Bloomberg and other uh, news avenues that have said that the issues with New York Community actually was regulator-driven, where the regulators wanted them to build more capital as a hundred billion-dollar institution, uh, which really spurred the dividend cut and. Uh, Questions of the earnings power of the bank going forward. They're reducing their their loan portfolio. They said in 2024, uh, in a bid to improve their capital. So, the regulators are more forceful with their with their supervision. Um, and then, there on top of that, there are pending rule regulations um, called the Basel Three endgame rules that will make uh, the calculations of capital uh, more conservative going forward. For example, there's uh, the unrealized securities losses and the available for sale for part, portfolio will be included in capital going forward for regionals. So, it's going to make a uh, more stringent regulatory regime, uh, and we're just awaiting the final rules on that front.
1: Herman, thanks very much for speaking with us. That was Herman Chan, senior analyst with Bloomberg Intelligence, helping us to understand what's happening with the uh, New York Community Bank and uh, what that says about the broader landscape of U.S. regional banks, especially amid the changing, I think, interest rate environment that's taking place.
0: Well, the lower interest rates gives them a bit of a breather, right? Because more mm. likely they'll be able to refinance their books at a lower level, and maybe there'll be more loans growth. But the flight to of to quality in terms of the capital and terms of deposits not going to be great but it doesn't look like there's going to be such big contagion effect like what we saw yeah. with the silicon valley bank episode way back in march relatively more
2: isolated i think well yeah. that's
0: i think because everybody's like you know let's mm. let's watch what's happening and like you said maybe this is a fed engineered kind of a slowdown in a way
1: well, we'll be watching this space. It's uh, 7.48 a.m. We'll head into some messages, but when we come back, what's, uh, what are some of the good uh, practices that we should uh, use when we make our car journeys during this CNY festival? Stay tuned, BFM
0: 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.